This week on the Spivey Special Podcast, we had our guest Stephen Leeper. We jumped all over the place. We talked about barbecue food. We talked about Mortal Kombat. We talked about all sorts of fun things. So buckle up. Here it is. Episode 71. To episode 71 of the Spivey Special Podcast. We don't got a 71, do we? No, I don't think so. Is it so. just 69 volume 2? Yeah, 69 B. 69B. C? Double D. Double D. No, now we're talking. <laughs> All right, well, we had a, we had a fun week. We got to do a quick recap because we did our last show on Friday. We had a big day on Saturday. It's a very long, hot, lot of drinking. It was a good day. Great day. So we played in the Casserole Baseball Tournament. Golf tournament, kind of? So, like, it's normally a scramble tournament. We go out there. Shotgun start. And they're just like, yeah, we're just going to play, like, random golf. There was, like, 20 groups, and they just did, like, normal tee times. Nobody knew where we were teeing off. They said on their social media there's 136 players. That's a lot of people. But because it's at an older retirement area, they weren't allowed to congregate before and after and do a shotgun start. So we just kind of went off whenever. We kind of did our whole. We kind of did our own thing the whole time. Anyway, we drank a lot of beers. They had, so they had, beer on the first hole in a cooler. That's how our day started. What was it? Uh, that place in Auburn. Auburn Ale House. Auburn Ale House. Two heavy, heavy beers. <laughs> To start the day. And we had a cooler full of little something-somethings. Num-num. It was a good day. We had some fun. (laughs) And then afterwards, we rallied. We picked up the fam, and we went to Goat House Brewery in Lincoln. Pretty good beer. Got to feed the goats. They shut a little earlier than we remembered. We were only there like half hour, 45 minutes. Yeah, we didn't plan it very well. They closed like right after we got there. Well, I think they closed because we got there. (laughs) It could be. Why are these kids feeding that fat guy? <laughs> How much goat feed can that guy eat? It was only a buck. And then uh, because it closed, we went to Hill and Brands, which I think we'll probably talk about at length in another episode. And Troy ate a pretzel roughly the size of his head, which is big. Yeah, it's like a mini pretzel. Like if you put it like next to Zach, but for like the rest of us, this thing was huge and it had grapes or something. I don't know. Sarah went and got it. Mine didn't come with grapes. It came with beer cheese. I think... I think it's because your wife ordered it. It came with grapes. Yeah, or maybe like your wife wouldn't put them on there. Otherwise, you wouldn't eat the pretzel. <laughs> I think that might have been what it was. Maybe that's what it was, yeah. Due to proximity. Yeah, we'll talk about that whole trip in length. But the pretzel, we said we were going to talk about it. And it was a big one. Well, we do have a guest here with us, Troy. Do you want to introduce our guest? Sure, I would love to. This is episode 71, and we finally have made it to the guy, I would say, who has terrible taste in football teams. Here we go. (laughs) Just like you, Stephen Leeper, welcome to the show. Thank you guys for having me. I'm excited to be here. We're going to be all over the place with our topics today, and I love every second of it. And he brought beer, so I mean, there's like a lot of good things going on right now. Have to. If you want to be on our show, you just have to bring us the beer. That's (laughs) it. That's literally the only thing. And speak English. (laughs) Well, that's like second. That's like three guests in a row, though, that have fucked us up, so. So take note, next guest. (laughs) Even if it's Zoom, we'll send you out Zach's address, you know, do one of those Uber delivery things. Absolutely. All right, well, we got a lot on deck today. We are going to take a quick break, and we are going to come back with Get to Know Your Guests. The Spivey Brothers are always here, but who is joining them today? Who is it? Who is it? Sit back and let's find out together with Get to Know Your Guest. All right, for Get to Know Your Guest, let's start out with, uh, we're going to have you introduce yourself. You got 15 to 30 seconds, or less or more. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Ready, set, go. All right. So basically, I am somebody who used to play a lot of sports and can't really anymore. So I play slow pitch men's softball exclusively. Mm -hmm. Uh, I try to golf, but uh, not very good at it. I try to break 100. That's always the goal. 
but uh, I love going out, having some beers with the friends and just hitting some balls, seeing if you can crush one or two while also spraying some on some roads and in some bushes. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's it. I like beer, food, playing softball and golf and watching some good TV. And that's basically me in a nutshell. How did we get him on our show? Oh, wait, that's exactly us. <laughs> that's our show. He just described... <laughs> I think he read, like... Is our, he going to replace Troy? He might. <laughs> He's this a Steelers is, fan, so maybe he should replace him. awkward, yeah. But also a Giants fan. So, no. Yeah. <laughs> I told you, he makes a lot of bad life choices <laughs> with the sports teams. His brother, I think, is a Steelers fan, too. He is. It's my whole family, Steelers fans, even my wife. I randomly comment on all their stuff all the time. That makes me sick. We get along during football season. <laughs> All right, so what is Troy. your spirit animal? This is our classic question. Classic. It's only the only co- one we ask everyone. Only one. So I would, my dad always tells me that I'm a chameleon. That's kind of a cliche answer, but it's because he tells me you could be in a room with a bunch of smart people and you'd hold your own in any conversation. You could be in a room with a dumb people and be one of the dumbest people in the room. So I'd say that, I mean, loving words from my father, I know, but... Uh, I'd say that that's probably my spirit animal because I think that that's a pretty accurate description of me. I like it. I like that. That's If I could be any animal, it would be a terror chameleon, so I kind of feel <laughs> that. So flying dinosaur that changes colors. All right. Awesome. So <laughs> favorite all-time athlete. This is a tough one. Um, I would have to say, though, and I get a lot of flack for this because he's not on my favorite team, but... I'd have to say it would be Ken Griffey Jr. just because of what he meant to me as a child. Growing up playing baseball, I I wanted to be him. He comes up with his backward hat in the home run derby, just so much swag when back in a time where not a lot of people were like that in baseball. uh, Just idolized the guy. He was just the man. That's a good choice. I love Ken Griffey Jr. I swung like King Griffey Jr. in golf when I was like nine or ten years old. <laughs> There's a video from Grand Marilla's tournament. I had the King Griffey Jr. one arm finish playing golf. It was very ineffective, but it looked pretty cool. <laughs> now you kind of swing like Babe Ruth. <laughs> <laughs> Kirby Puckett. Ooh. No, he's Tony Gwynn. Yo, Mo Vaughn. Yeah. <laughs> Just like another fat guy. <laughs> All right. Zach, you asked the next one. This one you put on there. I did not. <laughs> this is clearly a Troy classic question. Are you a cartwheel or a somersault kind of guy? 100% somersault. Couldn't do a cartwheel to save my life. I've probably only tried a handful of times because I didn't want to risk injuring myself. So I'd say, you know, a nice, a nice little somersault is, is good enough for me. You're just going to go on somersaulting the rest of your life? 100%. <laughs> it's gotten me this far. That's one of my favorite Office episodes when Creed, his uh, New Year's resolutions to do a cartwheel. Michael oh. does, what are you going to do, just somersault the rest of your life? <laughs> that is a good one. All right, what is your go-to late-night snack? Zero hesitation here, popcorn. Ooh. Popcorn. I, I even have a little, this little red rubber thing that you can put the kernels Whoa. in oh, yeah. well <laughs> this is a family show um I, you put the kernels in there you can put the little flavored salt in there and oh, then wait. Is it, pop uh, it is it like a white bottom and then the red rubber thing goes on top of it it's like a it's it's red the whole thing's red and then there's a clear little lid that you can put on it and you pop it and then i even have the butter that they use in movie theaters the butter oil Put that stuff on there. Oh, yeah. Sometimes you can get a little carried away and maybe do a little too much and then might have a little stomachache, but it's great. It's the closest I've come to movie theater popcorn, which during COVID was crucial, not being able to get movie theater popcorn because that's the best. That's the gold standard. I like that they give you a free refill. Oh, if you buy the super extra big one. Yeah. But the only problem is you don't want to leave like in the middle of the movie. Mm-hmm. So you Which get forces t- you to eat the extra large popcorn before the credits are over. Yeah. You got to get there real early. Mm-hmm. Like at least five minutes. I'm not a sharer either. So that means I'm eating that popcorn myself and then getting a refill. It's it's tough, but you can do it. I saw, lot- I saw one of those saving money shows and they would go to the movie theaters and they'd just get them out of the trash can and they'd go oh. get them filled up before their movie. That's gross. That's, that is gross. That's an addict. That person has a problem. 
guess you cleaned it out. That's gross. <laughs> Still gross, yep. That's going to wreck my day thinking about that. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Zach, what's your go-to late-night snack? Uh, candy. Just any? In, in general, it doesn't matter. <laughs> whatever, whatever we have. I don't buy it for myself. What do the kids have? After Halloween or Easter is goldmine. I don't think the kids have anything, it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, they don't have very long. I'm weird. Sarah always gets mad at me because we buy them for our son, similar to you and your candy situation. But I'm not allowed to have sweets in the house, really. So I'm a two-ego guy at night. Like, Ooh. randomly, like 10.30, I'll throw two egos in, throw a little butter and syrup, eat them like a taco, and <laughs> it's on. Just a classic ego, or you do, like, blueberries or yeah, you chocolate gotta, chip? you got to go buttermilk. Okay. It's really no other option. I mean, <laughs> don't don't be weird with your choices. I mean, the blueberry's not terrible. Sometimes I'll you know throw in a chocolate chip if it's like one of those mixture boxes. Mm-hmm. But buttermilk, I think is I think there's an original, but buttermilk's just it's butter and milk. Can't go wrong with those two. I don't know if that's true. I feel like there's more to it than that. I don't think so. There might be some bread. <laughs> All right. Right now, what is your favorite current beer? I mean, the beer you brought tonight, all of us is our first time trying it, and it's delicious. But if you had to pick just one beer, you know, we're going out. Let's say you're taking us to a party, and you're bringing some beer. What are you bringing? Okay. So um, it's actually a brewery pretty close to here. I don't know if you guys have heard of it, but Slice right here in Lincoln. I have not been there. It shares a building with Old Town Pizza in Lincoln. Um, the guy who used to run Moonraker in Auburn left and started Slice in Lincoln. And they, one of the first beers they ever released was called OJ, Original Juice. Super good. It's almost just like orange juice, but, you know, it gets you drunk. <laughs> I feel like we should pause the episode and go to this place. <laughs> yeah, I mean, how late are they open? It's like 10 I think they close at 8. Yeah, oh, it's all right. you guys got to tr- you got to check out Slice, especially living right here in Lincoln. Go check it out; they got good stuff. Everything they do is good. I might go tomorrow. <laughs> so, can you order the pizza from the brewery? Uh, I don't know if you can. Um, I don't think so. I mean, maybe if you call it in, but yeah, they literally share a building, so you can. I believe you can order Slice beers from the brewery if you're sitting at the table eating, and they'll bring it right to you. I like that. Anytime yeah. I get beer or food brought to me. I mean, pizza and beer in the same building. It's a one-two punch that's tough to beat. It's hard to have one and not the other. Very true. This like, is America, so. <laughs> All right, Zach. Last question on the list, if we don't scat a little bit and jazz it up. But what do you got? What is your favorite lyric from any song? So this is another tough one for me. Um, I've thought about it, thought about going like deep and, and everything like that, but I, it's nice, nice and simple. Um, I, so I listen to a lot of rock, a lot of like kind of heavier rock, and there's this Australian metal band called Parkway Drive, and one of their lyrics is, uh, it's not the years in your life, it's the life in your years. And I think it's like an like Abraham Lincoln quote that they stole, but I like it. I think it's good. Like It's not about how long you live, it's about... How you live and Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. Michael Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Grizzly Adams did have a period. Zach, do you have one of your favorite favorite lyrics from any song? Well, I didn't even read that because I didn't think you were gonna ask me. So the first one that came to my mind is from the classic song by Rob Bass in DJ Easy Rock. It takes two. And the lyric is I like the Whopper F the Big Mac. That's a good, very good one. I don't even agree with it, but it doesn't fit in the song at all. <laughs> and I always think about that lyric. I don't know what it is, what it is about it. If the song's on, I will just listen to it, and I will sing just that part of it, and then move on <laughs> with my day. I've got two. Okay. Um, one's just a classic. Um, I believe the children are our future. Oh, I just... Yeah say that randomly like it doesn't make any <laughs> sense but then, just anytime i hear the word believe and it's not i don't go right to share i go to that line then the other one is yeah i called you fat look at me i'm skinny it doesn't stop me from getting busy i'm a freak that's one of my <laughs> other favorite ones it reminds me of you the lyric right after that i once no. got busy in a burger king bathroom so both of our quotes include <laughs> burger king no the look at <laughs> yeah i called you fat that's the only part <laughs> 
That's fantastic. Burger King. Man, we are such... <laughs> I don't know why more diet people don't listen to this show. All right, I think that's all we got. Would you right got now question. go to a Sizzler and eat? Mm. No, because they're closed. They're not. Uh, they went bankrupt. No, there's one open in Auburn. And I believe the one on Manzanita and Madison is still open as well. How often are you going to Sizzler? I drive by a lot of Sizzlers. <laughs> I always think to myself, would How I do go to... you know they're open? I've never seen one go in when they were open. I've never seen anyone go in even when they were open. Well, they just put clothes when you drive by. Because <laughs> they don't want to go really under. <laughs> but would you guys go to like a buffet right now? I don't yeah. think I'd go to Sizzler. But I think I'd go to a, like a better buffet, maybe. Casino buffet. Yeah, like a crab leg buffet. I'd go to or that. that place in Roseville that's good for brunch, Vienna or whatever it's called. Siena. Oh, is that a buffet for lunch? Brunch. They have a super oh. good brunch. Wow. Yeah, I'd go to that one. Yeah, we went for a birthday and they gave us like this private room because there's like 12 of us. It was pretty fun. It's delicious. That's good. It's tough to get your money's worth, but I think we did. <laughs> That's the hard part about the buffet. There's no, I mean, we've talked about different styles and go-to plans, but Stephen, we'll ask you because it falls in to get to know your guests. This is how we judge people. <laughs> You're at a buffet. Let's say it's like a liner, you know, okay. half lunch, half dinner. What are you going on your first plate? First plate, I typically just do all meat. I don't even get sides. I do all meat. If they've got like a roast beef or a prime rib, I may even do two or three pieces of that. Um, if they have like a sausage or any other kind of steak or even like a turkey i'll just i'll just do that i'll go meat first and meat often to be completely honest that's a pro move there <laughs> my only problem is like sometimes it's like i want a taco but i also want beef stroganoff but i also want <laughs> what frozen are yogurt. You going to? <laughs> frozen yogurt first yeah i don't like that's a power move there's a lot of things that are going on. I want to dip this churro in that mashed potatoes. <laughs> Use this churro as a straw to get the gravy. I don't know. Just, Just get wild with it. Why not? Yeah. I like it. Where do you think you would go? How many, how many places do you think you could put down? Right now? Yeah. I've Four? never I've never really gone past like two. You gotta like fill them up though, right? Like yeah, they're like you need like a back brace to carry them to the <laughs> table type of thing. Well, one of them, if it's like crab legs, like one of the plates is gonna be crab legs, and that's like a bite of meat. Yeah, and it takes like two hours to get it all out. A lot of work. But even think about it, like and it tastes like salt water. <laughs> I mean, as we, I don't even know. I don't even like it. It's like I gotta get my money's worth though. But as we age, I mean, gotta like stick it to the I've definitely. Man. Two plates max, even at like Thanksgiving. Well, the not the plate I used this year. <laughs> I don't know if you saw the picture. I had one of those um, bowls where you put the salsa in the middle and the chips go on the outside, but they're oh. different. I put gravy in the middle and I put all my other stuff around it. That is. It was so. It was like a veggie tray. <laughs> it was. And he put so gravy in the middle and swirled. That was a veteran move. A veteran I mean, move. Because I didn't have to do the dishes, I think that was the reason. <laughs> so it was like a fancy little china I was using. It was shaped like a shield, and I think it's more like Captain America than the actual Captain America shield. <laughs> yeah. Because I, there's gravy in the middle. <laughs> I think all. Veggie tray should have gravy in the middle, and the <laughs> veggies would get eaten every time instead of having these leftover veggies. What is that? A radish? Ah, whatever. We'll just dip the gravy. It's fine. <laughs> Cauliflower? Not anymore. <laughs> all right, I think that's all we got. We'll take a quick break, and we're going to come back with food court files. Today's podcast is presented by our old pals from Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast. Providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with the advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at podgo.co. And be sure to add our podcast, the Spivey Special Podcast, in the How Did You Hear About Podgo section of the application. All rise. It's time for the Food Court Files. All right, this week for Food Court Files, we've got our resident barbecue food expert, Stephen, here with us. So we're just going to go ahead and start out. What's your go-to barbecue place? 
So around here at least. Right. So I'd say probably the one that's the, the easiest to get to is just right down the road from where I live. And it's it's decent. It's got good food. I'd say probably Lucille's. Um, Ooh, they've got that that apple cinnamon butter also that they have. Game changer. Out yeah. of this world. So good. Unbelievable. Healthy. <laughs> of course. Butter is always good for you. But uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean their food's decent. Uh, they they have some good brisket, some decent ribs, and yeah, I mean the the apple cinnamon butter is really just I think sets it's off burnt ends or something. Burnt like ends, that. yeah. For yeah. appetizers, so good. Can't beat burnt en- burnt ends. They're unbelievable. Tough to mess them up too. If you can get them, get them. So what's your game plan there? What are you ordering? I typically, um, anytime I go to a barbecue place, I typically do like a three meat plate. Or if they'll let me add on more, I'll do a four meat plate. Um, and Brought some from home. I'll just throw <laughs> yeah. it on the plate for me. <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah, I just like to try to get a variety of meats, and uh, get, they usually comes with a couple of sides. You get you get the sides, and just get as many barbecue sauces as they'll let you have, and try them all out until you find one you like the best, and then cover everything with it. Good call. We love the <laughs> seals. Dad loves the seals more than anything in the world. Talked about it the other night. Didn't he cater or something with Lucille? Yeah, like more than once. <laughs> I think it was just us three. And he's like, got it for like 20 people. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so you're getting all these meats. If you, what is the best meat? Like, if you had to just pick one at a barbecue place, what is the meat you're going to be putting in your mouth? I'd probably go with brisket because that's one thing that I cannot cook well. And it, it bothers me that I can't, and I because I love brisket, but I can never, I never like it when I make it. So when I go somewhere where somebody knows how to make it, I'm gonna get that every time. Yeah, we had a buddy who came over and he cooked a brisket. He got there like eight hours early or whatever it was, and we got there and it, it, it wasn't like the best ever. And we didn't <laughs> hear the end of it the rest of the night because he put so much time and effort into it. Yeah. He's like, oh my gosh, should have left it in for 45 more minutes. Just the whole <laughs> night. But I can see how difficult it would be to cook a brisket. Yeah, that's the thing about it is it takes a long time. And if you don't do it right, it's it's not great. And uh, I mean, I had one that I was cooking and it took, it stayed at 156 internal temperature for four hours. Would not go above that temperature. So the whole cook ended up taking like 13 hours. We ate brisket at midnight that night, and it was tough. The family was not pleased. <laughs> you gotta cook it right, though. Have you know? to. And you can't like let it sit overnight. You're gonna eat it right then. And you can't rush it either. You can't say, "Oh, I'm just gonna bump up the temperature because then it dries it out." Troy, do you have another? What's your go-to meat? Probably like a tri-tip or steak type of meat. Not too fancy with it. I'd usually just find something I like and ride that out. I like a good beef rib. Whatever, like, the biggest Fred flintstone <laughs> rib that I can get, that's that's what I want. We went to um, North Carolina, oh. and we got barbecue there. Now, that's different. There's a lot of things I like about... There's a lot of things that I don't like about North Carolina barbecue. <laughs> Mostly, they're, most of their sauces, it's, it's all pulled meat. It's all vinegary sauces. Yeah. And it's not great. But uh, Max Speed Shop, if you're ever in, I think it's in Charlotte or somewhere around there. If you ever get a chance to go there, you should go there. They have a Kansas City rib there. It is the biggest rib that I've ever seen. It <laughs> looks like it would flip your car over like at the beginning of the Flintstones. <laughs> and it was the best thing I've ever eaten. Wow. I would have kept eating that forever. I would have gnawed on that bone for like another two hours <laughs> if Heather didn't make me leave. I might uh, have to reach back out to you to remind me of that because <laughs> I'm going to North Carolina in November. So right. I'll want, I will want to check that place out. I will show out. you a picture because I have it pulled up on the computer right now. <laughs> and I'll give you the address and it's it's fantastic. Awesome. I think you like ribs because you can't see yours. <laughs> <laughs> Sidebar, Sorry. <laughs> Mine would taste good because you can't see them. They'd be, be very juicy. Very meaty. Very juicy. <laughs> be a long cook, though. All right, best meat pair. You only get two. Ooh. 
you go to Lasile's, which has like seven or eight meats, you only get two. That's, oh, that's tough. tough. That is tough. Um, I mean, I'd like to probably mix it up. I, I do a beef. I'll, I'll probably stick with brisket. And then um, I'd probably do a pork. So maybe a pulled pork. I do like pulled pork. Um, I don't like that vinegary sauce on it, though. I do like a like a sweet barbecue sauce. I like that. So uh, I mean, it's a nice little combo, I think. It's two very different styles. So I think I'd probably go with pulled pork and brisket. That's a good call. Troy? I'd probably go like some sort of oven roasted chicken and then I'd oh. put it with like a brisket or a oven roasted chicken at the barbecue place? Yeah. Barbecue chicken. <laughs> I get like a turkey sandwich and uh, <laughs> some ham. Why would you do that? <laughs> Sounds dumb. No, I get I get ribs, I get beef ribs, but I think I get sausage. That's usually my second one. If it's done right, it's just really good. Oh yeah. There's always room for sausage. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right, Trey? Yep, always. <laughs> <laughs> All right, are you going baby back or beef ribs? Well, What's your sauce or your rub? Caveman silverware. Okay, so I feel like Zach's not gonna like my answer now, but That's fine. Uh, I would put, I would this go with baby back. <laughs> um, I'd go with baby back. Uh, I, I mean, a beef rib is great. Uh, it's just you There's know. There's not a good beef rib song, so that's <laughs> very true. Way that in beefy rib, beefy rib. Beefy rib. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I like the baby backs. Um, you can have a lot of them. A beef rib, you you eat one because they're massive. But uh, yeah, a, a good baby back. My dad always cooked baby backs growing up, so um, that's kind of one of the first things I think of when I think barbecue. Um, as for sauce or rub, really, I could go either way, but I'd say probably sauce. Uh, my wife loves like just as much sauce as you can put on a rib, so that's kind of usually the way that I cook them and the way I get them at a restaurant. So I'd say definitely sauce. Um, although there are some good rubs too, sometimes it's good to have a nice dry rub. Um, and caveman, I mean, I mean, who's using silverware? The whole point of getting the rib is to yeah, yeah. I don't even know like how you would even eat that with silverware, really. No. Kind of like pizza, I guess. I feel like I know somebody that would eat it with a <laughs> fork. I feel like Vito would do that. Well, definitely, but he wouldn't order that. That's true. He'd order. He get ketchup. ketchup. Yep. Oh god. Oh gross. no! Puts his ketchup on his chicken. And Ugh. All right, you go to a new barbecue place. What sides are you hoping are on the menu? I am a big fan of beans. Just Ooh. just bean baked beans or whatever they do with those beans. I'm I'm a bean guy. I, I always get beans, and um, I I'm, I also really like potato salad. So I'd say potato salad and beans would be my two that I would hope. Um, sometimes the beans have like some bacon in them and I mean, that's amazing. And, uh, there's this potato salad too. If you, if you ever see loaded potato salad on a menu, you get that. It's, it's basically just all the stuff you'd put on a baked potato. So bacon, sour cream, onion, all that stuff, cheese, just all mixed into a potato salad. And it is fantastic. I don't think I've ever had loaded potato salad, but I love potato salad, macaroni salad, pasta salad, all those salads except like a green one are like delicious, but I'd probably be like a mashed potato, maybe a little mac and cheese just cause I'm like an eight year old when it comes to <laughs> ordering things. So, so mac and cheese is great too. So when we went to North Carolina, not a big pulled pork guy, didn't like the barbecue sauce. The sides though, they were different and they were amazing. Mostly because they were all fried. So we had fried green tomatoes, we had oh. fried okra, deep fried pickles. Wow. And collard greens. Okay. And collard greens is basically some unedible root vegetable like <laughs> lettuce. But you and, fry it. But you fry it and it's just mixed with an ungodly amount of butter and other things so you don't even really taste anything other than that that sounds really good yeah never had okra never had green tomatoes or fried green tomatoes love it <laughs> all right so what's the most underrated barbecue item you know zach brought it up earlier uh sausage i i love a a jalapeno cheddar like kielbasa so good 
love that. And not a lot of people get that when you go to a barbecue place, but I always try to work that into my three meat plate. I'm going to go, this is going to sound weird. I'm going to say the biscuit at a barbecue place can make or break actually your meal. That's underrated. Biscuits are underrated. I think so. Who's underrating a biscuit? (laughs) I'm just saying in the barbecue, in the barbecue field, you're not thinking about that first, but if the biscuit's terrible, kind of ruin your whole meal. But if it's amazing, you have good butter, like we were talking about at Lucille's. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's something you're talking about, like in a normal meal, you're not really talking about your biscuits. Now, what do you think if instead of a biscuit, you get a piece of cornbread? See, that's that's a whole nother ballgame. Because <laughs> cornbread, that's just... There's not a lot of things better than cornbread, in my opinion. <laughs> Throw a little butter on some cornbread. Oh, yeah. Let her melt it's right mighty. there in the middle. You're in business. Love cornbread. They should have cornbread for more occasions. Like breakfast. <laughs> I'd eat cornbread for any meal. Yeah. Dessert. Snacks. I basically eat it as dessert. I always save it till the end. Well, it's kind of like that thing at uh, El Torito. The corn thing. I don't know what it's called, but I don't know if you ever remember that Mexican food place, El Torito. Mm-mm. They either have this little, they like do it with like an ice cream scoop and they put on your plate is like this cornmeal type thing. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's I don't know how it relates to the food we <laughs> get there, but <laughs> all right, I've got two underrated. Uh, barbecue foods, a whole chicken. We do beer can chicken all the time. Ooh, yeah. I don't want to check out a whole chicken okay. on a barbecue. I didn't say with a beer <laughs> shoved inside of it. You said oven roasted chicken. Yeah, while I'm drinking a beer, <laughs> <laughs> and there's three of them, so take that. And the other thing is a turkey leg. Well, you've always been a turkey leg. I love guy. turkey legs. You do that on Thanksgiving. It's it's like the beef rib, but on steroids. It's just <laughs> a giant piece of meat on a bone that you hold on to. You walk around the state fair. You point at people with mullets with it. It's it's, it's the best thing. I do love the skin on a turkey leg. Love it. It's just different. It hits you different. The turkey skin than like a chicken skin. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a texture or taste or what it is. All right, what drink are you pairing with your barbecue food? Tough to just not go beer. I mean, uh, I, I like to do like a kind of a lighter beer, though. I'd say just because you don't want to you don't want to overwhelm the taste of the barbecue. You know, that's what you're there for. But uh, a nice little carbonated light beer, or even just like a IPA that's like maybe six percent, just a nice little nice little crisp beer to go with your barbecue. Zach, what are you drinking? I love me some sweet tea. Oh. Or some bourbon. One of the two. Maybe both. My thing is like when I go out, I I don't really drink beer or anything like that when I'm eating because it kind of just messes with like kind of like what you said. So if I do get a beer, I try to finish it before the food comes and then <laughs> just have water with my meal or I'll order a beer afterwards and okay. drink it after, you know, you've already lined the stomach. But sometimes you're too full at that point to even drink your beer. Right. That's the problem I run into when I get my beer, like, right when the food's coming out. is like, I'm so worried about eating that my beer is, like, halfway there. Now it's warm. <laughs> so probably just water for me. Or like yeah, if you've a got a Joey up. Chestnut down some biscuits at the end of the meal, you can't do it with a beer. <laughs> no, definitely not. All right, we want to hear all about your trip to Texas. I've never had Texas barbecue. I've always wanted to. What am I missing? Tell us what you got. All right. So basically the whole reason we went to Texas was to eat barbecue. That was the plan. Um, I had a list of maybe 13 places I wanted to go to. We were only there for three and a half days. We didn't get all of them, but, uh, that would have been more impressive. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but yeah, so we started out, uh, the first day, the first full day we were there. Um, I had a recommendation from somebody at my work who actually lives in Austin, which is about two and a half hours South of Dallas. But she said, I needed to go to this place called Pecan Lodge. I looked it up. I saw that you got to get there at 10 o'clock. They open at 11. You got to get there at 10 because people are going to be waiting. And if you don't get there in time, you might not get food. So That's we, awesome. Yeah. And uh, so we showed up at about 10.15, I'd say. And we were actually the second people in line. It was a Friday. So maybe that had something to do with it. Um, but by the time they opened their doors, the line was wrapped all the way around the restaurant, basically. 
And uh, yeah, Pecan Lodge, uh, they they have great brisket, probably the best br- brisket I've ever had. And that's what Texas is known for. They're known for their brisket. So I got brisket everywhere I went, and um, it was phenomenal. Uh, it, the brisket was great. I got some some sausage that was great, pulled pork that was great. My wife got this potato. It was a sweet potato that had brisket in it. It had all the other stuff that you would find in a baked potato. It was incredible she she gave me a bite and i was a little jealous that i didn't get it i can't remember the name of it but it was something funny but uh it was next time we do a baked potato bar at mom's house we're like where's i don't see the brisket where's the brisket (laughs) brisket? (laughs) what they do at the pecan yeah Yeah, so that was the place uh, i guess it's won some awards for the best barbecue in dallas so we knew we had to go there um wasn't disappointed um, then we went to a place. Did you start with that? Yeah, that was the first. That was the first meal nice. we ate on our first full day. And then we went to a lot of breweries afterwards. So yeah, we were pretty pretty full. Um, but we went to a steakhouse that night that was also really good, and uh, it was called like Papa's Brothers, I think. And I guess it's pretty well known as well. I got this. It was almost two pounds bone-in ribeye there, and it was just cur- cooked perfectly. Uh, it was it was unbelievable. Also twi- tried uh, foie gras there for the first time, which is basically just duck liver loaded with butter, and uh, it was good. A tiny little piece though for probably forty bucks, so it's uh, it's expensive. I wouldn't probably do it again, um, but yeah, I'd say the general theme of the trip was a lot of brisket because I wanted to know what. Texas barbecue was all about and everybody said it's brisket get the brisket everywhere you go um, and one of the places I went to was called Heim barbecue h-e-i-m they asked me what kind of brisket I wanted they said do you want a lean cut and I said no thank you what are the other <laughs> options uh, and then they said chopped I said maybe and then they said or fatty brisket and I said, yes, that's the one. You should have started with that's that. That's Troy's big thing with Fatty Brisket. <laughs> <laughs> Called me that in high school. <laughs> but, I mean, this they weren't lying. This thing was very fatty, but it was unbelievably good. You don't even need a knife to cut it. Just dig in with a fork, and it's amazing. Very good. No complaints. We need to go on a trip solely based on what we're going to eat when we go there. Well, isn't that every trip we go on? Basically. <laughs> So it turns into at least. Yeah, that's not the original intention, but that's what it turns into. <laughs> that's why our shirts don't fit very well. We talk about what we're having for dinner at lunch. Yeah. Man, this is a really good dessert for lunch. What do you think we should go for dinner? All right. What is the best local place for barbecue? I think we kind of touched on it. Is there anywhere you want to plug? Besides Lucille's. Besides Lucille's. I mean, Lucille's, I think, is just the easiest one to go to. I actually think the best one around here is the Loomis Basin Gastropub and Smokehouse. Have you guys ever been there? It's just right off of Taylor Road, um, right on the border of Rockland and Loomis, and it is very good. It's it's better than Lucille's, in my opinion. Um, They have these chicken wings there that are like more like pterodactyl wings. These things are massive. They're huge. Mm-hmm. And they are Always so good. I <laughs> love a good pterodactyl. <laughs> they're, it's amazing. You guys got to go there. And then, of course, Loomis Basin makes pretty good beers, too. So if you... I, I have a bunch in my fridge right now. Nice. Yeah, if you're if you're the type of person who likes... calls his stomach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that would be definitely... I mean, you're giving so many good suggestions already. Going to Slice, I think is what it's called, Loomis yep. Basin. Yep. Burger King. Make, <laughs> <laughs> make sure to go to the Loomis Basin Gastropub and Smokehouse, though, not the brewery. We can go to both. Or both. You could do both. We'll go to the brewery after. There you go. Before and after? For a nightcap and a breakfast cap. I'm down. <laughs> you have me a cap. <laughs> All right, I think that's all we got for barbecue food. We are going to take a short break, and we're going to come back with Remember That Thing. Hey, remember that thing? The moon landing. Jazz. Trapper keepers. Manners. Alf. Sunny D. Yeah, I remember those things. All right, this week for Remember That Thing, we are talking about Mortal Kombat. Yes. One of the greatest games of all time. Finish him. (laughs) According to Billy Madison... 
Mortal Kombat for Sega Genesis is the greatest game of all time. Oof. That's a hot take, but I might According agree. to the little kid in his... Uh, Donkey Kong sucks. <laughs> you know something you suck. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, what is your earliest memory? Because you're, you're a Mortal Kombat super fan. What is your earliest memory of Mortal Kombat? Okay, so I would definitely say um, going to Roundtable Pizza in Rockland after a Little League game, maybe five or six years old. Uh, just seeing this fighting game, being interested in it, going to play it and seeing people's heads get punched off. And I, I remember I, I'd play it and that stuff would happen. I'd like kind of look around like, where's <laughs> mom and dad at? Do they know what this game is? And uh, yeah, I'd just try to keep them from seeing me play it. Um, but yeah, I remember that. And I, just the violence obviously stuck out and Scorpion's little get over here and throwing the little spear at someone and bringing them over to him. It was just... There's nothing like it at that time. In 1992, it was kind of a first-of-its-time type of thing, like ahead of its time, and uh, I was just I was hooked immediately from the first time I played it. It's very similar, though, to Street Fighter, I would say. Very similar. I'd say Mortal Kombat definitely dials up the violence a little bit more. Um, mm, definitely more blood and gore. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's actually, uh, I watched a documentary about it, and... It's actually kind of what led to them starting to rate video games, similar to how they do movies. Uh, they basically wanted to have parents know the the dangers of playing games like that, so they slapped an M for mature on it, so that parents would know that, hey, you probably shouldn't be letting your six-year-old kid <laughs> play this game. <laughs> yeah, it's literally the answer to Street Fighter Two, which is like one of the most popular arcade games of all time. And Midway, they're like, all right, we got to come up with something else. Let's make it. Let's come up with some weird characters. From what I was from what I was reading, it wasn't the violence wasn't the immediate goal of the game. It just kind of came to that, and like right. weird things that they wanted to do through the game. Like they didn't like in Street Fighter where you'd like get somebody all woozy and they just kind of stand there and you could just do whatever you want to them in the middle of the fight. They're like, we'll do that, but we'll do it at the end, and that's your your finisher at the right. end. A lot of stuff like that. They originally had one of the characters modeled after. Um, why can't I think of his name right now? Jean-Claude Van Damme. Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yep. But he didn't want to do it, so they just made one just like him. Yep, and then Jean-Claude Van Damme ended up being in the Street Fighter movie. Yes, he did. Fun fact. Just. I mean, he great. looks just like Guile from the video game anyway. He does, so. yeah. Yep. He's probably after model after him as well. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I remember. I, I think they wanted to base the first Mortal Kombat game on Jean-Claude Van Damme. Like, that, that was who they had in mind, and... Yeah, he just didn't want to do it. So they had to kind of pivot a little bit. Pivot. <laughs> All right, what was the what was your initial reaction to the violence the first time that you played the game? Yeah. D- because it would have been 1992-ish. Yep. So yeah. we we're all like five or six. Five to seven. Somewhere around there. Yeah, definitely too young to probably be playing the game. But uh, yeah, I mean, I just I thought that it was crazy i thought it was cool but uh, but i also knew that if my parents saw me playing it they wouldn't want me to play it so i tried to keep it under wraps because i i knew that it was kind of pushing the line of what my parents would be okay with me doing but uh i, I mean i just thought it was cool because i mean video games didn't have that kind of violence back then I mean, there there was street fighter where you'd hit people and you have your special moves and all that but you didn't really like see blood in games until mortal kombat and then the fatalities where you uppercut someone and they fall off onto some spikes and it just kind of blows your mind as a little kid <laughs> probably uh not in a great way but you know it's if as long as you understand that it's just cartoons and fun and games and it's all good yeah it was kind of like going from like watching good bad and the ugly where they'll like shoot somebody and the guy will just kind of fall over exactly and then watching like save a private Ryan and yeah. people are just like exploding and limbs are falling off you're yeah. like this is different this is dialed up a little <laughs> bit <laughs> but you're like seven years old when you see it yeah <laughs> i think the thing i remember most about the game is just how you had to win and like it moved it up on like a table i want to re- think is that some? Is that what you guys remember? Oh yeah, yeah. So there's like the ladder. Yeah, yeah. the ladder as you go up. Yeah, I think that's the first game I ever remember where we really tried to beat something so bad, and it was just so difficult. We couldn't. I don't think we ever beat the game. Not in the arcade, definitely not. I don't even remember on Sega though that so we. So we played it. it on Sega, 
And the reason we got to play it on Sega, it might not have been, we never had it. No, it's a thing we, we talked about all the time. Yeah. Our neighbor we had it. We never had any of these things. <laughs> so we had a neighbor that played it, but the only way we were allowed to play it is you could turn the gore on and off. Oh, that's right. And we had right. to play it with the gore off. Okay. Until no one was looking, then we would turn it back on <laughs> when we were playing it. But that was the only way we got to play it. Yep. But again, I don't think we ever beat it. No. It was tough. It was really hard. We're and... historically not good at fighting games, so... <laughs> No, we just fight each other. Button mashing doesn't work the same as it does in like Street <laughs> Fighter, so it takes a little more skill in that game. All right, how great is the opening theme song to Mortal Kombat? The greatest piece of music any video game has ever had the pleasure of putting into its game. I mean, could you give us a little sample? Mortal Kombat! <laughs> and then just techno music. Followed by crazy 90 techno music. And then you're just pumped up and you're ready to uppercut people onto spikes. I'm ready right now. <laughs> Step one, find spikes. <laughs> I, I actually heard a, a thing where that, that Mortal Kombat yell first came for a commercial for the game being released on console and they had a bunch of different people yell mortal Kombat, and they just picked the one they liked the best and my goodness did they pick well they picked the right dude i don't know who <laughs> that guy was he's got to be doing all right <laughs> just based off of two words just yelling to get it off here i'm gonna look up his net worth because that's what we do <laughs> we just talk about random people and then we look up their net worth i'd be interested to know what that is or who he is. Yeah. What he did after that. Was that like his peak? Uh, Those maybe, two words were his peak? He maybe did nothing after that ever again. Our favorite character. Easily Scorpion. Scorpion's my guy. Uh, he's, he's got the fire. Super cool. Um, the get over here move. He was the first character I ever played with. So I've just kind of always stuck by him. And I follow the story pretty well too. Which in the new games they do story modes. You actually go through and there's a story. Um, and his was always the story I liked the most. And uh, he's, I have a little Funko Pop of Scorpion sitting on my desk That's at home. Awesome. And, and I have a, a t-shirt that I wore when I watched the movie. Uh, I just think he's super cool. And when I was a kid, some kids want to be like Superman or Captain America. I wanted to be Scorpion when I was a little kid. That's awesome. That really answers a lot of questions <laughs> I had. Now it makes a lot more sense. I'm also a big fan of Melina, who is a clone of Katana and some other, this this race called the Tarkatans. They have these blades in their arms and sharp teeth, and uh, she's just vicious, and I just think she's kind of cool. Who's the big purple one with the forearms? Uh, the big purple, so he, the forearms is Goro. Yeah, okay. yeah. He is a... Uh, He's one of the only characters in the first one that wasn't after a human. That's that's true. Yeah, yeah. Nice little fun fact. And you like that? And now you can go back to not singing. <laughs> that was my YouTube video right over. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, he's a he's a Mortal Kombat staple. Just always one of the big bad guys. He's either like the boss or the guy that you fight right before the boss. And that's the one we'd always lose at. In the yeah, he was tough to beat. They made him basically unbeatable. Unless you just basically cheat and do the same move over and over again. That's right, my wheelhouse. Chop, 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 chop. Uppercut, uppercut, uppercut. <laughs> All right, best finisher? Scorpion, probably, right? Uh, Scorpion's got some good ones, but uh, I think I'd have to actually give the nod to Kung Lao. He's the guy with the hat, and he has a blade. There's a blade that goes around the hat. He has this move where he throws his hat into the ground and somehow it sticks in the ground and spins like a table saw. And then he just drags the opponent through the hat and they split in half. It's pretty graphic. Definitely not in the original games, but as they started to get a little more graphic... uh, It's a very itchy and scratchy vibe. (laughs) (laughs) And they actually... I don't want to spoil it for anyone, so if you plan on watching the movie and you don't want to know... Uh, skip ahead maybe 10 seconds but uh, <laughs> they do that in the movie and I jumped up out of my seat and said yeah I was so pumped to see that actually come to life in a movie it was super cool and that's the new movie that came out a couple days ago yep came out yesterday on HBO Max and it's also in theaters I'm going to see it in theaters tomorrow 
And you've already seen it on HBO Max. Yeah, yeah. That's how good it is. I love it. Uh, I mean, I, I think that they definitely made it for the fans. Like, like, if you don't know much about it, you maybe wouldn't like it as much. But, um, yeah, it's just cool to see all the stuff that you, you – I mean, I've been playing the game for almost 30 years and just seeing the stuff that I've been doing for almost my entire life come to life in a movie is just – it was just super cool for me. I love seeing it. I got two questions. When was the last time you played? Last time I played was uh, probably a couple of weeks ago. Uh, they're still making them. Uh, there's Mortal Kombat 11 came out uh, maybe two years ago, and I play it every once in a while. They, they make it so you can like kind of build out your people and give them moves and stuff. So it's a little more involved than the previous ones. So they keep it interesting. Also, I read that someone was upset that it wasn't really an NC-17 rating that it should have been because there wasn't a lot of... Yeah, uh, they, they... On the new movie. Yeah. Spoiler they, again. They talked about um, potentially making it NC-17 so they could just basically do whatever they want. Um, but they, they didn't end up doing it. They did, made it an R rating. They said they were going to push the boundaries of the R rating. And I think they did. I mean, like I said, that scene with the dude getting split in half is... I mean, you don't see that too often. And it was pretty graphic. Um, I think they did a good job, though. I think it was good. Probably the most graphic trailer that I've ever seen, and I've never been more hyped by a trailer. The trailer they did a phenomenal job on. Yeah. I've never seen a trailer like that. Yeah. Yeah, it was really cool. I'm going to have to watch this trailer. Just watch the trailer. <laughs> just watch the trailer. Hype me up, so yeah. i got to watch more YouTube videos to get people <laughs> yeah, into the plot. Yeah, I was prepping for the show, and I was like, oh, no, it comes out tomorrow. It's like Thursday night. Oh, so uh, like, yeah. I'm going to watch Mortal Kombat Annihilation, because it's on HBO Max. Bad and move. I was like, oh no. Bad Ooh. move. <laughs> it started with a Mortal Kombat with the techno music, and I was like, yeah, let's do it. And then they all came out, and I was like, oh no, what bad. is this? Real bad. The, the, 19, the original 1995 Mortal Kombat was decent, but Annihilation was really, really bad. Famously known as being one of the worst movies ever made. It looked like Troy and I like somehow hired the cast from the original movie on like Cameo. And said, all right, we're going to go film this in our backyard. That would have probably been better. <laughs> <laughs> On a children's camera. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What's a children's camera? Yeah, what is a children's camera? If you have to ask, you can't afford it. It's <laughs> always my answer. All right, Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat? I mean, I think you guys know my answer here. Street uh, Fighter. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I was always more of a Mortal Kombat. Um, I think just because I, I, I the violence was cool to me, and then uh, I think the moves were easier to do in Mortal Kombat. Um, it's more of like a back back X or something like that. And in Street Fighter, you have to kind of like turn the joystick like a quarter turn or a half turn or a full turn while pushing buttons and it was just kind of harder to do those moves yeah the only move i know is e honda or blanca where chup, you chup, just chup. smash the buttons all mm-hmm. the buttons at the same time over and over and over again if you could do the move with blanca where he just like goes into hulk mode and flashes and if you touch him then you get hurt that's literally all i do that, that's you good you do the jump kick and you knock him into the corner and you just shock him and they can't even stand back yeah. up yeah yep See, I think Zach and I would probably tilt more to the Street Fighter side just because it's all about the arcade you go to. And the arcade, that, the round table we went to had Street Fighter. And yeah. I think one of the other pizza places we'd go to. So it's kind of funny, even at a young age, you know, you're going to see which fighting game you're going to like yeah. when you're 35 years old. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's definitely a lot of it. I mean, that's part of the reason why I like Mortal Kombat so much is just because I grew up playing it. And uh, I didn't really, there wasn't an arcade really that I went to that had Street Fighter. Um, I think I played Street Fighter mainly on the console. And uh, that was, I still liked Mortal Kombat better just because I started out with it. That's definitely part of it. What you grew up playing is typically what you end up liking more later on. Can we just talk about for the minute, a minute about Midway Games and the craziest year that anybody's <laughs> ever had? They made Mortal Kombat 2 and NBA Jam in the same year fantastic were they also blitz Ooh, they, they were, were blitz. blitz yeah that was they later. were also later Paper on. Boy and a whole bunch of other games yeah they blitz, were crushing it blitz is one of the best arcade games i would say absolutely for the sporting side it's yep. so hard like an arcade game to do a sporting game i would say 
Yeah. There's, I mean, how many can you think of really? You can't do like Madden. I know they have Madden. I've played Madden. And it, it just, Blitz is way better. Blitz is, way especially better. on an arcade game. Way better. Make it simple, make it fun. They nailed it. Well, also NBA Jam. NBA Jam is one of my all time favorite games. We already did a podcast on it. It's my favorite. <laughs> Love it. Okay, since you're, we talked off air that we're all big Kings fans. Right. Okay? All time since 85. Mm-hmm. Who are you putting as your two Kings in your NBA jam? Mitch Richmond. The Ooh, Rock. The Rock. That's a good pick. Got to go Mitch Richmond. Defense um, and threes. Yep. Defense and threes. And then uh, rebounder. I'd probably go Chris Webber because I like to have a rebounder and a shooter. Um, and then, you know, Chris Webber's there to clean up the boards. But it would be very tough to not pick Jason Williams, though, too. I think Jason Williams would be great. I think I got to go Gerald Wallace. I was just okay, that. Gerald Wallace. You have to pick the best. Dunker. I'm going Gerald yeah. Wallace and John Brockman. <laughs> the Brockness monster. But okay. But Those are my kind of guys, though. Can't Page, score, Page, play defense, give rebounds. Okay. Tasia G. Wall. That's my pick. I like that. It's not a lot of defense. Nope. Doesn't matter. But you need to get Peja on those threes. You need to go get steals. She walked it down from half court. Peja <laughs> could make any shot in the world. Christy, Olden Polonies. Ooh. <laughs> Olden Paul. I actually really liked Olden Polonies, and I don't know why, because he wasn't very good. There's a lot of kids that weren't very <laughs> good. Almost, almost, almost all of them. And Lawrence Funderburg. <laughs> <laughs> John Salmons. Oh no! On Jason, Jason Thompson. Thompson. <laughs> Jason Thompson. Why did the Kings Nick just Stauskas. keep trading for John Salmons at, like all the time? Just Jason Thompson. There, it, there was like twelve people that would be willing to play in Sacramento at a time. So <laughs> John Salmons is one. That's of them. fair. That's fair. Lawrence Funderburg. That's my go-to random king. <laughs> all right, I think that's all we got. That was a fun one. We are going to take a quick break now that we're good and uh, liquored up, a little warmed up, and we're going to do some crap bag. 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 We're going to finish off this week's show with a little grab bag. Grab bag. All right, Steven, we're going to start with you. You said you thought of a grab bag question. We're going to let you go first. What do you got? All right. Yeah, I got one. So uh, if for the rest of your life you could only speak the dialogue of one 90s sitcom character, who would it be? Probably Joey Gladstone for me. (laughs) Got any whoop? (laughs) Probably somewhere on that lines. Maybe uh, Will Smith and Fresh Prince of Bel Air. That, that's Carlton. a good one. I was gonna say Carlton. Carlton. That's a good one too. You look more like Uncle Phil though. <laughs> <laughs> I like Jeffrey actually the best in that show. Jeffrey is a very underrated character in that show. He always has the best one. He does absolutely. I'll probably pick yeah. Doug Heffernan. You should be Doug Heffernan. But he's like mid-90s, That's like 2000s. Yeah. We did that when we did our bracket. It's tough, but I would be if I could. I basically am Doug I'd probably Heffernan. Do, I'd pick Zach Morris from Save by the Bell. That's, that's one that I thought of, too. He He's a great pick. He's very witty, very uh, manipulative, but, you know, he's just a, he's a well-rounded character. Plus, he can freeze time and talk to the camera at any point. He's got some sort of weird powers that we don't <laughs> really understand. They don't really talk about like later in the show. No, they never do. Never address it. And Miss Bliss just goes away after the first season. <laughs> the show was literally about her in the first season. Yeah. They're like, no, we're not doing this. This is the Zach Morrison screen show. <laughs> and Mr. Belding. Mr. Belding. That guy ballooned up. He did. Yeah, he got big. Not I, like the good. No, no, no. Uh, I, my answer for that would probably be uh, my favorite 90s sitcom character, Eric Matthews of Boy Meets World. There you go. It's a Boy Meets World. 
Great show. And he is. Yeah, I wonder what they're doing. We're going to have to look that up now. Oh, yeah. Whoever wrote that song. Yeah. Do you think that was like a band? No, it's probably. In the 90s? Jingle Riders. Jingle Riders. I it think was it's Uncle a band. Jesse and Joey <laughs> in the basement with the keyboard. <laughs> we got to get a basement recording <laughs> studio. I don't know how many times I got to tell. We got to move out of wife. California if we want a basement. <laughs> yeah. No, we just need a shovel. <laughs> <laughs> right through the granite. Why not? Yeah. Let's do it. All right, Trey, what do you got? All right. Grab us up. Two options. All right. Neither of them are good. You're ha- they never are. We're having dessert, okay? It's never macaroni and cheese or bees in your mouth. No. <laughs> <laughs> do you want a pony or do you get punched in the jaw? <laughs> Two choices. All right, so you're having dessert. You can either have a piece of apple pie, but instead of whipped cream, you have mayonnaise. Or... You have a banana split, and instead of the banana in your banana split, it's a hot dog. Ooh. So. Uncooked. I, uh, ooh, a raw hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> raw dog. <right? laughs> raw dog. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just start the question concept with a raw dog? He just, he just looked for an excuse. Is that whole thing? Yep. He just wanted to get to raw dog. <laughs> and he executed it flawlessly. I, I do mayonnaise pie, I think. Ah, see, I think a I dollop too. Yeah, yeah. I, I understand what you said when you said mayonnaise. I, I don't like bananas. So over a raw hot dog? For well, I feel like I'd prefer the raw hot nah, maybe not. So it's a raw hot dog it. in an ice cream sundae. Right. I mean I feel like there's enough going on there to where you can kind of cancel out the taste of the raw hot dog. So that'd probably be my choice because you got the ice cream, you got whipped cream, you got the hot fudge. I think I think that'd be my choice. I definitely go the raw dog style just because you <laughs> like saying raw dog. Well, I'm not a big pie guy, anyways. <laughs> okay. So, but like every basically almost every bite of that pie is gonna have mayonnaise. Yeah. Yep. It's not like what's that one. It has like meat in it. Was that shepherd's pie? Oh yeah, I'm a big fan of shepherd's pie. Would you put mayonnaise on it though? Absolutely not. <laughs> so even in that situation, you're in yeah. trouble. But this is like a lemon meringue. You've literally started that with raw dog. <laughs> I don't know how I got there. You start there. with the punchline and then you work back. Is that how your mind works? I had nothing. I just kind of, all I had was the mayonnaise on the pie. That's what I came with. Was like right when you sent it to me, that's all I had. And that's where I ended up. All right. I got a cage match. It's an interesting cage match. Maybe more like a Royal Rumble situation. I'm trying to figure out how all of these competitors are. How many we got? It's it's gonna be about ten. Ooh. Oh, good. It's an easy choice. But it's teams. <laughs> it's three teams. Oh, good. Ten people with three teams. Perfect. You'll see why it has to be three teams here in a second. <laughs> We're taking all of the Scooby Doo guest characters, and they're gonna be in a cage match. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Three teams. First team, Batman and Robin. But it's Adam West. Oh. Because it's Scooby Doo. Right. Team two, Harlem Globetrotters. Team three, all the rest of them that I could find, which includes Sonny and Cher, the Three Stooges, Josie, Josie and the Pussycats, Davy Jones, Phyllis Diller, Laurel and Hardy, Dick Van Dyke, and Don Nuts. <laughs> Who wins the cage match? I got to go Harlem Globetrotters. I just think that they're going to come in. You know, with a good game plan. They've been winning ever since they've started playing and anything they've done. Um, I think it's a Washington Generals situation, <laughs> like with the other teams, that they're just not going to know what hit them, you know. You know, you got Curly and some of the other guys. Meadowlark. They're just going to be doing some, like, you know, half court, half hooks, metaphorically on their face, and it's just <laughs> over. The guy can dribble when he's laying down That's and true. spinning. It's impressive. It's true. I think, unfortunately, my answer is going to have to be the same. I mean, you got to go with the professional athletes here, I think. I think the only one who could is maybe Batman or Robin. Yeah, but Adam West Batman's more comedic than he is. I feel like you guys are underrating the comic, cartoony-like value of the Three Stooges and Laurel and Hardy. 
I feel like you could try to hit them and they would have some sort of like hand in the middle of the nose situation for the Three Stooges. Classic and defense. They're used to getting bopped in the head all the time. But the thing with Three Stooges, they're going to accidentally hit each other the whole time. Very true. They'll it's true. take themselves out of the fight. I feel like Phil's Diller is like scrappy too. <laughs> and I don't know enough about Josie and the Pussycats to be able to tell you. Because I know they're part bands, part like crime fighters. So maybe, I don't know, I think I'd pick, I, t- I think i take the field or the, the field, okay. trotters and, and Batman around. I think that's the safest, you know, safe in numbers. But yeah. I think Harlem Globetrotters. Plus, they're big dudes, the Harlem Globetrotters. Big guys. There's like five or six of them. Yeah. Yeah, you, do you have any bench players? I've never, I don't remember last time I went to. I don't know if they do have bench players or not. Just the five guys. Well, like, somebody's got to be on the court where the guy's throwing the trash can full of confetti on the kid. <laughs> That's true. There's got to be six or seven. <laughs> what happens if someone gets hurt? They're not playing 48 minutes, are they? Well, they don't, don't really know. play. They... What if you didn't start for the Washington Generals? Is there anything worse than that? No, they definitely have bench players. <laughs> They're out there trying to win a basketball game, just getting embarrassed. They won once, right? Yeah. They have to have let them win. They keep it close. I'm surprised it's only been like once or twice that the Generals have won. Well, they obviously let them win on purpose. Really? You don't think the Harlem Globetrotters win? It's not scripted like the WWE. <laughs> it's got to be at least kind of scripted. Yeah, absolutely. It's a show. It's like magnets in the hoop when he's shooting his half-court shots. <laughs> That's crazy voodoo. I don't know how that works. Yeah. It's like the Steph Curry thing where he can just make those shots because he practices them all day. I think that guy just does the corner of the half court hook shot over and over again. Just did three hours of half hooks. <laughs> He's like a 95% shooter on the half court hook shot. What if you're the game where he just is like cold, misses like oh. three straight? You're like, well, this is a great show. Where's my <laughs> refund? All right. I think that's all we got. Anyone has another question? Not that I can think of. I just one done for me. There's no other foods we can try to put mayonnaise on? No. Raw hot dogs. All right, I think that's all we got. Troy, where can people follow us on social media? You know, I messed up the last two episodes you asked me, so I'm going to send it right back to you. All right, you can follow us on social media at Spivey Special on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. And the old TikTok. Don't do it. I think we're going to do It's dangerous. We've got to do TikTok again. If you want to see how to do the Busset Challenge, we tell you guys all the time, but go look. <laughs> also, check us out on our website, spivyspecialpodcast.com. Steven, you're also a very good follow on social media. If you'd like to give your handle out so more people can follow you, what you're bringing to the table, your you know, Mortal Kombat post, your terrible <laughs> post about the Steelers, you just let the people know where we can see it. I'm basically only on Facebook and Instagram right now. I deleted my Twitter, but uh, yeah, on Instagram, I'm at Leaper the Younger. Um, shout out to one of my favorite beers. And then on Facebook, I'm just Steven Leaper. Easy money. <laughs> Terrible Easy money. taste, but lovely guy. <laughs> All right, Troy, we got anything else? Zach, you're fat. Troy, you're fat. Later.